Hello, hey, and welcome to Ask the Color Expert. My name is Elaine Travis. I am a career hair colorist, independent educator, and author of the book, A Colorful Journey. I'm here every week sharing tips, tricks, and stories that are all things hair color. Thanks for joining me, and let's get started. Hello, and welcome back to the Ask the Color Expert podcast. Today's special guest is one of my fabulous members in my Hair Color Secrets Insider membership. Her name is Kirsten Downs, and why she's here on the podcast and what makes her so special is she went to beauty school at the age of 50. I love her story, 49. (laughs) I love her story. I love everything about it. And I am beyond proud of how far she has come in such a short period of time. And I wanted her to come here and share that with everyone that may be feeling, you know, that things are changing, they can't keep up, it's exhausting, or it's all so overwhelming, Um, bringing some positive, feel-good, inspirational stories um, for everyone to hear and share in what her journey has been. So welcome, Kirsten. Thank you for being here. Well, thanks for having me, Elaine. That's fun. So fun. I talked about you this week on my coffee chat. You had posted your makeover with a client who was beyond blonde, grown out, double processed, overtoned with purple shampoo, like so many of us see every day Mm -hmm. in the salon. And you are only 15 months into your career as a stylist. And Mm -hmm. what I shared in the coffee chat for myself at 15 months, if that person sat in my chair, I would have spent the entire consultation, talking them out of getting me to do their color because I would (laughs) not have known how to do it. And unfortunately, the way that I started in the industry, my boss slash, you know, leader, mentor, person who I would be looking up to would most likely not be able to do that as well. So Uh. first let's talk about, you know, how you got started at that age and what compelled you to take that turn and, and dive into such, you know, uh, a career that people either do in, in high school or they do it right out of high school when they're, you know, they're not sure about college. How did you, where, where did, where were you before? How did this all happen? I want to hear your story. Well, I, uh, there's so, it's so long. So I'm just going to say it really short. I needed to find a career. Um, and I did not want to go back to doing all the things I'd done before. So I've been director of an art gallery. I've worked in sales. I've helped run a business. I've run my own business. Um, I was bored and I thought I've got how many years left to do something that I love. Um, I love art. I'm an artist and I wanted some flexibility. Um, I wanted to be able to work when I wanted I know that um, I'm working way more now than I would on a regular job, but it's on my own terms. So those were kinds of things that I wanted to look at. And I had been doing some self-exploration of my inner self, things that I hadn't done because I'd had children and I'd had a life that kind of just went along. And I was at this moment in my life where it was do something or you're going to die. So it was like a big moment for me. And um, I had a, a, a mentor, per, somebody who had been 
helping me along the way. And I really sort of kind of tried to discover what I wanted to do. So I, I thought of hairdressing. And then I went and looked at the school. I drove by the school. Then the next day I made an appointment. Then, then I went to the appointment and then I got money together. Like it just went in a series of baby steps, but it was important for me to find something that I was going to be happy with and enjoy. It's interesting that you said art and sales as your background and that you already had your own business because how I always teach and share with people is, you know, you can't depend on the salon as a whole for your success. Every single person mm -hmm. who stands behind a chair, whether it's in their own suite, in a booth rental situation, or in a commission salon, your four by four square space that you stand in and you know do your services in is really your business, regardless of how the compensation is set up. And if you don't have any artistic ability, it makes it difficult to do what we do because there is mm -hmm. so much art involved. And with the sales part, you know, I don't even think about retail. When I think about sales, I think about you being able to sell yourself and, and why Kirsten, why do I want to go to you to have my hair done versus the girl next door or the girl, you know, around the block. So you took everything from your past experience mm -hmm. and pulled it into our world in the beauty industry. And you came in super passionate, ready to go, mm -hmm. like a sponge wanting to learn everything. And that's my favorite thing about you. And that's why you stood out right away. I mean, you've only been in the membership a couple months and yeah. right away you were just asking questions, engaging, showing up, doing all the things that you needed to do. And the reason it's so special is that, you know, most people, when they come in, in that first, you know, probably six to nine months, it's kind of like, whoa, this is way more than I thought it was going to be once they get into a salon. And then they kind of like retreat into themselves in that they won't ask another stylist a question. They won't go and get advanced training because they feel like time well, is something I'll tell that you, has to happen. <laughs> I've been a squeaky wheel since I got out of school. So I, and I wasn't in school too. I'm annoyed the hell out of the teachers. And by the way, Good. I was the, <laughs> I was the oldest person in the school, including the teachers, but I, I guess it was like being a, the teacher's pet. I wanted so badly. I didn't want to miss a thing. I didn't want to slack off. I wanted to be the best I could be because I also don't have a lot of time. I do have time. I'm not, not that I know of dying or anything, but I don't have the luxury of being 20. I have to do it now and I want to do it well and I need to make money. And I can't believe the difference. And I was looking, and this is where I wanted to, to talk about you. I was looking for something that could, I could help that could help me because the salons are closed and have been on and off for, you know, a year, but even in the salon that I was at, um, being an assistant, I was being treated like a piece of garbage. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like that whole thing is a scam. It's for some Andy Warhol pretending to be artist using a young compliant stylist as their, you know, go-to donkey instead of really teaching them. They don't want you to know. It's almost like it's a competition. Mm -hmm. And 
within three weeks, I knew I'd made a huge mistake and I was not going to be an assistant. Then I went to a, a big salon, um, a commission salon, which I loved. They were wonderful, but you know, there's one color line and you're getting spits clients coming in and out and, and nothing, I'm not getting able to sink my teeth into anything. And then when the, I, because of the virus, I needed something that would help me. And I found the expert color solutions and your, it's been unbelievable for me. I mean, watching your videos and the lessons, it's teaching me things that, and every question I need to know, no matter if it's, um, a little minute thing to clarify something, you know, when you get that clarity, then you know what you're doing and you can apply it to other things. And it takes time, but I'm smart and I'm not going to waste time, but I watch the videos and the courses and the women in the group help. We help each other. Mm -hmm. I, it's been, it's been the kind of thing that I think should have been around for a long time and hasn't been. And I think we'd all be better stylists if this program, you know, when people join this, this program, I think it's been great. I love that you said, I wish this was around before, because this is the reason that I do what I do. I didn't have anywhere to turn. We didn't have the internet. We didn't have, you know, YouTube, nothing. And for me, it took so much longer to have those light bulb moments and figure things out. And now I... I'm so blessed to be able to share with other people, everything can get, you know, 30 years of struggle into a one year timeframe where you shared the other day that you had a thousand dollar day. Can we please talk about that? You yes. have 15 months, 15 I know. months, my arms, my hairs on my arms, people can't see us run a podcast, but they're literally standing up. When I tell you mm-hmm. I've trained countless stylists and each of them in their first year behind the chair, reached $50,000 in gross sales, not income. Mm -hmm. Like they made that 50,000 thing and they were so thrilled with themselves and I was thrilled for them, but a thousand dollar day, are you kidding me? That is absolutely amazing. And I I think to your credit, you coming in at that age and having more life experience, you are going to be the, um, what's the word, the exception to the the whole money story that everybody goes mm-hmm. through because you know what going to the I know grocery how to store do it. costs like. You know mm-hmm. that beautiful table that I saw in the background of your picture the other day. I know how much <laughs> that table costs. So <laughs> you know how much things cost and you're not going to do that. I feel so bad charging them. They don't have, no. no. Like you know, I know. that life is well, expensive. And, uh, you know, Jay put it very succinctly when he said they you think they have no money but they have the money to buy that nice handbag so no you charge what it's worth and if they want it they'll be happy to pay for it I think a huge thing um for young stylists uh is that listening to your client consultations as well as other things is really important and being really happy and excited for them so when I, the thousand dollar day had a lot to do with, I, you know, hair extensions, some sales that way, and three big highlighting, you know, kind of, and I don't charge low amount and I add on services all the time. 
like, would you like me to do this express blowout service? It's a 65 bucks, but your hair is going to look great till next color. And that takes me an extra 10, 15 minutes while I'm going to style their hair anyway. Yeah. Um, And not being afraid to say it without, if they say no, they say no, but you don't also push it. It kind of is organic. It's, you have to be engaging and say something like, you know, what would be great. I think I should do this for you today. You will look amazing. And I always try to compliment, not over compliment, but when I find my client, when I, and I'm trying to get, I'm trying to be in their circle with them and have them trust me. And I genuinely love my clients. And I always find the most beautiful part of that client and make sure that I mention it. Mm. So when I say, when we do your bangs, this is going to make your eyes look amazing. And they already are so beautiful. And so once the first appointment's finished, the second appointment comes, you can start introducing things and talking about their hair as, like you say, like going to the goal and spending more and how you want your hair to look and what's going to be good for your hair. And so all of that mixed in has made that part for me. I'm a natural at that and I don't have a problem with that, but I want to give them the service that they're paying for. And so that's where you come in for me for the color. Cause I couldn't have done what I did the other day out of school. That was or even so, you nailed that. I, I just I am like it's so speechless. I, I couldn't, I couldn't even type was really into the, the group, like how proud I was. I'm like Aww. all teary eyed. I was like, oh, oh my gosh. gosh, thank you. It, it was, was just so good. Her hair looks so healthy. And, you know, it was so, it's a shame that this is a podcast because people need to see, we're, we're going to put this on YouTube. I'm going to make sure I put okay. it on YouTube and I'll share <laughs> the pictures that we're talking about so people can have right. a reference, but people generally, um, when, when they have something like that land in their chair, there's this moment of panic of, wow. And, and probably how you felt when you first posted her picture, you were like, Oh, you know, I'm not really sure she's overtoned with the purple shampoo. The fact that you even knew that is amazing. Cause most people mm-hmm. were like, why does it look that weird color? You know, like you were like, Oh, she's been hitting the bottle. <laughs> the purple yes. shampoo. Um, I know they love so it. I love that. And just really taking a breath and, and looking at it And my favorite, favorite part of the whole scenario is when I said the most important step that you'll do in this is going in and doing that initial 09AA, which is papaya in shades of blue. And it is terrifying to watch process. And you never questioned it. You never said, oh, no, I'm not doing that. Or you didn't put it on, see that it was terrifying and rinse it off. And that is huge. That is like, if I could sum up anybody not getting results with this membership, mm-hmm. it's the trust fall. Like you gave well, that's me that the trust thing. fall I from knew, day one. I knew you knew what you're doing. I wouldn't, I'm everything I see. I'm not going to pretend I know more. That's why. And I thought, oh, well, if it's a mistake, it's a mistake. But I know you know what you're doing. I knew why I had never done it. So yes, it scared me. But I knew why, because I'd watched the lesson and I'd, we'd, I'd been reading and talking and listening to you and you'd written it out. This is what you need to fill it with. And I did it. And I told her, this is going to be scary. And she made, I turned her to look out the window, not the mirror. <laughs> Very smart. But, and you know what? It was, she was 
charming. So it was so much fun and the results were spectacular. And I had never felt so confident. I had planned for it. It wasn't off the cuff. She didn't walk in off the street. So I did have time to plan, but now I know that I could do that anytime I want and it will be amazing. And let's stop there because this is like Mm -hmm. a mic drop moment. This is the key to moving forward from where you had that experience and going forward. You now know that when someone is blown out blonde, there's not a speck of yellow left in the hair. It's like dangling by a thread ready to fall off their head. It's so blonde. Mm -hmm. You know that that is a scenario that you will mix those things together and put that on. Mm -hmm. What you won't do is then put that on every blonde that comes into your chair because people have this misconception that it's a recipe. And they Uh could look at your photo that I shared on the coffee chat and go, wow, that blonde was stunning. I want that tone. I'm going to do what Kirsten did that day. And that Mm -hmm. client may be butterscotch yellow, you know, Mm -hmm. like have so much more warmth. And then they're going to be like, oh, I shouldn't have listened to her. Now it's like Bozo the Clown. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I think that's where you, you had said in the beginning, like, I'm smart. You know, you said, Mm -hmm. I'm feeling a little bit overwhelmed. These are a lot of videos and I feel like it's the terminology and everything. And that actually helped me because you were like, whoa, 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 what are these terms? And I thought, you know what? I assume that people know that and shame on me as an educator. I need to say what a root shadow is, what a, um, a melt is, what a butterfly foot, like all these different things Mm -hmm. need to be in a glossary of terms so that they can be, um, you know, learned and, and expanded on once you understand exactly what it is. So I love that, you know, from this point forward, anytime you're in that situation, you, you understood the why, and we walked through, I helped walk you through a situation. I did not say step one, drape her, put a clip around her. No. Step two, like, and that's, that's what I think some people come into the membership and when they ask the first question, they kind of get a little annoyed that I'm not giving them that Facebook one ounce of 90, one ounce of right. like, if I do that, it's not going to do any you're going to have to be a member anybody. for the rest of your life <laughs> because you're All not going to be able to. Some people might be prefer, but yeah, no, I want to be able to formulate myself. And I think that another huge thing is um, slowing down when you're with the client and looking at what you've got. And not being afraid to take the time to formulate and plan with the client involved because you can't, you're not a magician and you do have to work it out and you are doing a process. And even if you are the best color expert in in the world, you have to look at what you've got and make a decision and plan and add and do I want a little gold? You, You know, they don't have to see you do all that but you have to slow down. And if you're not prepared that day to do it, you have to send them home until you are. I love that. That is Mm. so It's so scary to send the money away, but you're going to screw it up. And you're, what am I going to make? I mean, I've done it, you know, I've had to do a tint touch up sometimes where I had to mix things I didn't really want to because I don't have a huge arsenal of color here. I have a lot, but not as much as a, a big salon. And now I try to look at who's coming up this week and make sure I go through what I have and what I need. And honestly, I've never been this organized in my entire life. So I've been <laughs> done a complete 360 since I started working again. But um, I love it. I love the career I chose for myself. 
What has been your biggest surprise that you would not have foreseen being part of this industry? I was always the mom that got her hair done. I was not the one doing the hair. So for me now, I'm in the role of that provider rather than sashaying in with my purse. I'm the one doing that now. The biggest, that's the biggest surprise for me that I love doing that, my job. Um, I think, I don't, I'm not sure the, if I'm answering the question correctly, but I, the biggest surprise for me is how hard it was to, to do the, the exam and to learn this. I thought it was going to be easy. It's just hair. Who could do, you know, look at, you know, like cutting hair and the cutting, I'm amazing at cutting too. I'm not very humble, but I love, and I, you know what else really bothered me? A lot of the um, stylists that I, a few of the stylists that I worked for in the beginning would not want me to do, they wanted cut or color. You could only do one or the other. Now I get that and that can be great for people, but I can do both and I can do both really well. And I would get bored if I only did one unless, because I like to do the whole service. Mm -hmm. So I guess I really like that part. I'm not sure if that question was answered right, but. Um, no, I love that you said you didn't think it was going to be as hard because there is talk yeah. of deregulation, that there's not going to be a such thing as a license that you just wake up on a Monday and say, I think I'm going to be a hairdresser today. That really frightens me. Uh, I think that that's a mistake. Like a that, that that I don't believe that will happen. The, what I saw, the thing that I saw was that thing in Utah about the braiding. Right. So you can braid people's head, but you can't have it deregulated. In my opinion, I think it's a huge mistake. Um, we're trained to see contraindications and send people. And I mean, I've taken pictures of moles on my clients' heads so mm. that they can take it to the doctor um, like we monitor those things. Um, you're using sharp tools that can snip off a person's part of their ear. You know, uh, you need to be trained for that. And you are the, one of the only people that can touch people. So how is that going to be okay? I don't think that's probably a great idea. I hope it doesn't happen. And who would want to go to somebody who just said, oh, I feel like being a hairdresser today. That would be a disaster. Well, actually, now that we're talking about that, one thing that I said to you in the beginning that I think you in your mind when you're coming out of school, not just you personally, just people coming out of school, you feel like you have a big sign on you that says newbie, you know, because you're feeling anxious about it. You don't feel experienced. That's such an edge for you because mm. not a single person's going to sit in your chair and think you just got out of school. No, it's such a good It's charade. amazing, you know? <laughs> they ask me, how long have you been doing hair? And I just say, oh, I hope this doesn't go public. Honestly, it will ruin my career. But no, I just say, oh, so long. I mean, a long time. Long time. I'm not yeah. really lying. I'm just making conversation anyway. They don't really care. I know. I don't need to go into the nitty gritty of my life. Um I think that I feel like I've been doing it for longer because I've done so much. I've done so many hours of hair already, way more than any of the my people that I know that graduated at the same time as me. There's no comparison how much work I've done. Now, what do you think you're doing differently that you have so many people to work on versus people that you probably left school with at the same time? 
Um, I don't think that they have the confidence to put themselves out there. I mean, I get, I get clients at the pizza store, you know, mm -hmm. I talk to people, I talk to women. I love talking to women and I make them feel good. I'm confident. I say, oh my gosh, I can see this haircut on you. You've got to come and see me. Um, I put myself out on, uh, I advertise on certain places and I ask for referrals. I tell my clients, well, if you love me and you have friends, I said, next time you come in, I'll give, and I give freebies to my clients. So if they're on their third visit, I might do a free carrot in, in their bangs as a treat. And I tell them, this is a treat. Yes. Um, I'll give them an extra um, special, like I'll do a, a treatment for free. And I tell them, I'll massage their neck and shoulders for 10 minutes. It's something I, and I say, I want you to enjoy your time here. Um, I want them to have, I want them to want to come to me and I, and they do, I'm getting referrals all the time from my, the clients that I have. I just had a lady come in and said, Oh, this woman sent me and you're amazing. I mean, I barely cut her hair. She didn't want any cut off, but the time I took with her and how I cut her hair and how I listened to how she wanted it and styled it for her and made her feel beautiful. She was over the moon with me. And so then the third girl is coming from that group of women. Um, I think you have to know that what you're offering is not just haircuts. Um, you're offering compassion and love and care in a time when this is all we have, there's not mm. a lot of this kind of thing. And now with everybody shopping at Walmart and online, the hair care is really one of the only, there's not a lot of places to have that kind of interaction as Jay so was true. saying. So, so yeah. So I think as a mature woman, I'm, I'm good at the empathy part of my job. And I love and what you listening. said in the, in the consultation that if you're, if you're not prepared and you don't have the right color and you don't have enough time <clears throat> that you will say, I need you to come back because that's something that a younger new stylist is so hungry for the service and to have that client that they want to fudge their way through and just kind of try to make it oh, work. And then it creates this big correction. That's 10 times. Worse. And you're sweating. You're uncomfortable. They can see it. There's no question. And I think that being right, very forthright and honest immediately establishes trust immediately. They're going to come back to you just because you sent them home that day because they know you're not going to mess it up because you didn't have the right thing. Exactly. Um, yeah. So and it's, it's pay now or pay later. You're going to pay if you yeah. do it today, then they're going to come on another visit. And you're not going to get paid for that visit to fix mm -hmm. it. So you're going to lose either way. You might as well make them happy and make it a positive. Exactly. Experience. And anytime I've made a mistake with something, say I did a whole head of hair extensions and they were cylinders and she couldn't handle it. So I took them all out. I bought all new hair tape-ins and I did a whole head of tape-ins for her, but I didn't charge her anymore because I should have known as the stylist that her hair was too fine and she couldn't have worn them. And I didn't, I didn't do my job. So I sucked it up 
I didn't make any money, but I didn't lose any. And so I think that that kind of thing, you can't turn around and say to your client, oh, sorry, you know, no, no, that's what you get. You have to correct your mistakes. I'm so glad you said that because the the overarching theme right now on Facebook forums is somebody shares and, and they'll share the actual text, which I think is wrong. And oh, I think that's, you should 450 be. people get on and go, that bitch, you need to mm-hmm. fire her. Blah, You're blah, talking she, about that hair color one. I saw. There, there's mm-hmm. so many, Kirsten, I can't even begin to, to know which one we're both talking about because it's every day, multiple times a day. And I just say, how are you ever going to survive in this industry? You had a part in that. You did not do mm-hmm. a proper consultation. It couldn't have gone that wrong if you, just to your point, if you listen if you talk about the price ahead of time, mm-hmm. if you take the time to show them photographs, if you do mm-hmm. the the uh, corrective agreement and you say, this is not going to happen today and you put it mm-hmm. in writing, like if you do all the steps, you're not going to have all these nasty texts back and forth because you're going to do a better job behind well, the Well, anybody that's getting a nasty text and then posts it, to me, that they, they don't have any, there's no leg to stand on. I'm not going with you. I'm going with the client. You don't treat people that way. You don't cause that kind of issue. If somebody you can tell isn't responding to the way you're, you're talking to them about their hair, you don't do their hair. Don't do it. I had an incident the other day. It was not going well. She talked about old hairdressers here, there, this salon did this for Mm -hmm. me. And I know the salons she went to, and now she's coming to me. So I'm thinking, oh, this isn't going well. Mm -hmm. And I just said, I don't think we're a good match because I didn't want to do her hair. So smart. And then I'm not going to get into this fighting. I could feel it. You know, you know, it's coming. And I have seen things on the internet. TikTok had one um, and it was appalling. It was bullying. Oh, I know what you're talking about where the lady, like she, the assistant, I I feel like that was set up for TikTok. Like, I feel like if it wasn't, if it wasn't, I would never go to that hair woman. And people were taking her side. They were all for And saying that woman should have been, it was awful. It was so bad. But yeah, so I do have an, an edge on younger women. And I think that I would love to be able to mentor younger women in the business side. Um, because they could do so much better and their behavior and their attitude and their manner, um, the way they speak and the way they answer texts and the way, you know, I like to lay out for my client what she's going to be paying for and exactly what it's going to cost before we start, especially if I'm, if I know in my head that I'm adding something she previously hasn't had. Mm-hmm. Or we maybe talked about a price on the phone, but I didn't really say until I saw her hair. So then I sit down and I say, this is your roots. These are the highlights. This is your cut. This is the total. Are you okay with this? It's a hard thing to do because you're afraid, but I've never had anybody say no. And it lands so much better when they have a choice to say oh, I'm not okay with that. I'll skip yes. the haircut today or I'll yeah. skip, you know, part of it. And you know what? Then I end up doing a free shot. bang trim. Yeah. I'll say, you know what? Why don't I just do your bangs then? I realize you're on your budget today. I'm not going to let you leave looking messy. Yeah. And so then I do the freebie. And then you've got those people forever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Most of the time. 
So mm-hmm. smart. But do you think uh, you were talking about mentoring the younger stylists and I mm-hmm. love doing that as well and, and mm-hmm. look forward to any opportunity. The issue is I usually don't connect with someone that really needed me 10 years ago until they're 10 years in and they swallow the attitude and say, oh, I actually did need help. Um, Mm -hmm. Do you think that you as a younger stylist, if you turned back time and you went right out of high school, do you think that you would have listened to a mentor your age? Yes, but that's me because I remember my first job and I remember wanting to know and to learn. So I have that ability, I guess. I don't think I know. I, I mean, I think I know everything all the time, but I'm always proven wrong. <laughs> so I am really good at listening and to learn because I, I want to learn. And I do appreciate women that have done forged ahead and done things ahead. And I think not all young women have a bad attitude. Um, and I, I know that because when I was at school, it was fun. It was fun with the young women because I would tell them right off and we'd all laugh and have a great time. But I also, I also didn't care if they didn't like me. So it wasn't me trying to get them to like me. It was me trying to say, Hey, I saw you cheat on that test. What are you wasting your money here for? You know, and that, that sucks that you're doing that. And then, you know, things like that. Um, I, a woman I got my eyebrows microbladed from, she, you know, I got my first appointment. I paid up front, which I didn't want to do, but she said, oh, this is the industry standard. So I did. Plus I gave her a very nice tip. And then I tried to reach her again and she's not answering my texts. She was slow with answering texts at the beginning. And I finally, I finished, she did my brows again. And I said, I'm going to tell you a couple of things right now. If you have client, if you're not, you don't not answer a text within, you know, an hour or two, you're making somebody wait and sweat. I said, and you talk, speak nicer on the phone. Um, you know, I gave her a couple of things and she was like, okay, okay. <laughs> I said, and I think she'll learn from that, you know? And I, I gave her a little, uh, I went on my next door neighbor app and gave her a little shout out. And then I answered all the responses and sent her some clients. So nice. I showed her how to do that too. Um, and I think she thinks I'm fabulous and she'll get her hair done by me. That's awesome. Cause I was always like that. I would rather the client have told me that something wasn't to their liking instead of going home and putting it on a Yelp review. And I think it's, they can sense if you're open to, mm-hmm. you know, the critiquing and you're not going to get offended. It just is all. I don't like Yelp. I don't like Yelp. I think it's a nasty place to be. I would never Yelp a stylist or anything in a bad way, unless I'd tried already to get a response and gotten nothing. But I think it's hard on people. They don't realize how damaged it can be to your career. So I agree. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I am so happy to chat with you. I'm so excited about where you are in your journey. I can't wait to see where you continue. Well, I'm thrilled with just the beginning. (laughs) I'm thrilled with my um, membership. I have to say I was nervous. It was, it's not, it's not very expensive, but it was a lot of money. Mm -hmm. Um, Well worth it. A hundred times well worth it uh, to anyone who's considering it. 
Um, any questions you get answered, you can look things up and watch videos. The knowledge and the help I've received have changed my career in the last two months. Honestly, it's been a huge, huge difference in my confidence and my skill and how my clients look and how much they're spending because I am not afraid to offer them more because I know I'm doing a good job because definitely because of you. So I want to say thank you. Mm -hmm. Thank you. I appreciate it. It's been my pleasure. I love, love having you in the group. You have great energy and you're such a giver. You jump right in. It's, you know, you're jumping in and helping other people, you know, it's it's fun. And I do enjoy watching all the, all the different hair too. And you get to see so many different results. So everybody's posts are great for, for learning, you know, and I, how much more could you want? It's great. Thank you. I so appreciate that. I appreciate you. And thank you for having this chat. Well, thank you for having me today. You're amazing. I will talk to you soon. And thank you everybody for listening. We'll see you on the next one. All right. Thanks everybody. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Ask the Color Expert podcast. Please subscribe and be sure to leave a review. For more information on hair color education, please visit my website, www.expertcolorsolutions.com. See you soon.